God, as we did see a little bit of snow on top of all this ice, we were reminded of the purity of our own hearts when we stand in Christ. So I pray that you would help us indeed to find ourselves in him. Help us not to trust our own efforts, not to trust our own striving, but rather to trust completely uh, what Christ has done. And because of his blood, I'll be recognized and seen by you as pure. We thank you that you've shown us your great love for us in the person and work of Jesus. And so we exalt him as we sing, as we pray in fellowship and all the ways that we worship this morning. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning. My name is Brad Talley. I am the teaching elder here at Grace Community Church. I will not be teaching this morning. I'll tell you about that in just a moment. I'm just so glad you're here. I know you are too. If you drove any distance at all, what a beautiful drive that was uh, coming in this morning. And it's just good to be here on a day like this with the people of God. Um, We are having an abbreviated service this morning. By the way, I wanted to mention, as we were coming over, Allison and I, we always pray for the service as we, we come in from Fuqua Arena. And she was, as she was praying, she was just thanking the Lord for the beauty that He often brings out of uh, a, a, a storm of, in life. It's just so true. Times when it's just ugly and dangerous, and then this beauty that comes from it. So it was indeed a beautiful day, beautiful day to be here. Uh, typically... We preach through, I'm preaching through the book of Hebrews. This morning we had planned to have an interview with a good friend of ours for a long time, Dave Knight. Bert uh, Wallace is going to be introducing him in a few moments, but I thought it would be a perfect day uh, to, to just have David take the whole service. So we'll be hearing from him a little bit later. If you are here at Grace for the first time, second time, third time, even if you've been coming for a couple of months, I want to invite you to stay with us uh, next week after the service uh, for our discovery lunch where you can discover a little bit about who we are as a church. David mentioned that earlier, but I want to encourage you. If you're thinking about, ah, we'll skip that, please don't. You'll get to meet the elders. You'll get to have a little bit better feel about who our church is. So we welcome you for that. And then the following week, first Sunday in February, we'll be beginning our Grace Connection class at 9 a.m., we will have child care available. I uh, want to encourage everyone who is 15 years of age and up, if you've never been through Grace Connection, if you're still in the youth group, we want to encourage you to be there. 15 years of age and up, come to Grace Connection uh, in, in a couple of weeks. Well, as I say, this is an abbreviated service. Typically, our service goes for about an hour and a half or under, uh, but we are this morning trying to keep that to closer to an hour. So I'm going to ask our uh, ushers if they would come, and I'm going to uh, lead us in a prayer uh, for our offering. Our Father, uh, we do thank you that you took care of us uh, during the storm. This is truly a minor thing uh, in in light of all the things that happen in the world. It it seemed probably pretty major uh, when some in, in our midst this morning were on about the uh, 20th or 30th hour of being without power. Uh, We thank you for protecting us, taking care of us. We thank you for gathering us here every week to worship and praise your name, and especially so this morning. We pray that you would work in our hearts 
as our brother uh, shares about his ministry and shares from the Word, uh, Lord, what we need to hear this morning. We thank you for the overwhelming blessings that you have given to us and what a privilege it is to give back just a portion of that. Lord, give us generous hearts. We know that when we have generous hearts, that they come from you. All good things, all good things come from you. And we're grateful to be able to participate in your work here and around the world. So bless the offering, bless the remainder of our time together in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning again. My name is Bert Wallace. I'm one of the elders here. And I'm just going to very quickly uh, introduce our speaker today. Um, he's going to be talking a lot uh, more about what he does, so I won't go into a lot of detail, but Dave Knight um, uh, is a, a missionary that we've been connected with for some time, and um, he, um, his ministry is called Teach and Tell Ministries, uh, and that is based in Australia, uh, where it is summertime right now. I wish I was, I was there in the summertime. Uh, and uh, he, uh, he, he goes all over the world. Um, right now, he's in this part of the world. He travels all over uh, Greece, Africa, Europe, all over, um, doing a lot of, of street evangelism, teaching and sharing the gospel with as many people as possible, which is one of the, the, the goals of his ministry, uh, tr- training local churches as well. He uses all kinds of uh, techniques to get people's attention so that he can share the gospel with them. And so... Um, I'm very excited. He's here alone. He's not here with his wife, unfortunately. Uh, he was. We were talking earlier about she's. She helps him in a lot of ways. One way is to remember names. Uh, she's not here with him, sadly, but she's warm wherever she is. So, um, and uh, I really just when I think about Dave, I think about people on the front line, just doing the Great Commission. You know, Jesus called us to go to all nations and teach. Uh, what Jesus commanded us to do, and that is what he is doing uh, every day. And so today, I, I'm really looking forward to hearing what he has to say to us today. So Dave, why don't you come, come join us? Thank you, Bert. Yeah, now, I do remember. <laughs> Only from this morning, uh, because I saw him and I thought, now, what is your name? I recognize the face, but I couldn't remember what Bert's name was. But uh, you might come up to me later and say hi, and you will not uh, be uh, recognised maybe by name, but I'll maybe, yeah, I can remember you from last time I was here. So you might remember me a lot better than I can remember you. Um, My wife uh, couldn't come with me. Her name's Wynne. I've got a picture there uh, that you can uh, put on your fridge. Just cut mine off if you like. Um, You know, I don't want to scare all your children, Um, but... uh, Please uh, remember to pray for us. Um, It's exciting to serve the Lord. We've been missionaries uh, together for 37 years, married for 37 years. So that's a while. And um, the Lord has blessed us every day uh, as we've served him. Uh, The last 10 years or so, we've been doing uh, this missionary work part-time. And uh, that involves me as a carpenter doing some carpentry work Uh, through the week, um, on the weekends and so forth, doing uh, ministry. And uh, sometimes even during the week, and I would take some time off. Other times I would uh, take a whole slot of time off and and travel for a couple of weeks. And we'd go to New Zealand or Fiji or uh, sometimes even further afield to Africa, 
to Europe, to South America and so forth, through Asia, and God has really been blessing our work. The main part of our ministry, the name Teach and Tell, uh, refers to, of course, the Great Commission uh, in uh, Matthew 28, but also the idea that we will teach people how to tell others the good news. So that's what we want to do, teach people how they can tell others the good news of Jesus Christ and how they can be born again. And so I can be an evangelist and I can go to places and preach the gospel, but that's just one person. But if I can train someone else in that place to preach the gospel, then I've multiplied myself twice, haven't I? If I can do that uh, again and again in other places, then I've multiplied myself more. But then the person I teach, if they learn how to teach others, then it just absolutely starts to just get bigger and bigger. And if you're a mathematician, you can work that out. Uh, but the whole idea is to train others. That slide there is some people I was training in Norway. I've never been to Norway until last summer. And uh, I was invited to go to Norway through somebody that I'd met in Romania. And so on and on it goes like that. And uh, before you know it, you end up, you have to keep on saying to people, no, I'm just sorry, I can't come, can't afford to come, uh, can't uh, do that. Uh, but from the, the beginning of January, uh, Wynne and I have decided that I will stop my work and go full-time. And uh, she's doing a part-time job as a nurse. Um, she works a couple of days a week. That will not uh, be enough to uh, supply all our needs. So therefore, we're trusting that God will supply uh, the rest of our needs, and we are looking to him for that. So if you feel the Lord speaking to you about that, um, then there's information on these little leaflets here. You can uh, get involved. Uh, we're also hoping to uh, put something on uh, Facebook and on uh, uh, you know, emails and things like that. So if you want to get involved online, you can do that and uh, talk to me about that. Um, there's also um, a website here, teachandtell.org. Um, my Facebook uh, address is Dave Knight. Oz, A-U-S stands for what? Australia, okay, all right. Um, we've got some exciting things happening. You might see uh, on some of those uh, slides or as you uh, read uh, some great events that I've had the opportunity of being uh, involved with. Uh, World Cup soccer, anybody like soccer? Um, you'd like to go to the World Cup. Uh, I've been to the World Cup uh, in four or five different places um, Korea and Germany, South Africa, Brazil. I've never been inside any of the stadiums. <laughs> a lot of people go, wow, you got to go to the World Cup. I'm like, yes, but I, wasn't, I didn't even see the games because I was busy outside sharing the gospel uh, with people. Hundreds of people come and they don't see the games either. They're just kind of like all out there involved in all the atmosphere and, you know, blowing their fivalovers or whatever they call those things and uh, they come right up behind you and blow one right in your ear. and You can't hear for about five minutes. Um, but you share the gospel with people and we work with teams. Um, I'm hoping to go back to Brazil later this year when the Olympics are on. And uh, I've done ministry at uh, four or five uh, or two or three different Olympics. I'm not, old, not that old. Um, <clears throat> they're only every four years. Um, but, uh, and that's been a great opportunity too. So uh, pray about that, that the Lord will tie all those things together. And um, uh, you might see, uh, you know, that the Olympics are running there uh, in the middle of the year uh, over in Brazil uh, and be reminded, oh, that's right, Dave could be there. And um, 
If you've been keeping up with me, you'll know whether I'm there or not. So uh, those are some of the things that uh, we do. There's lots of different uh, events coming up on there. Um, I'm not sure how many times that's gone around. But uh, let's stop that one and then we'll show another slide or two. We, uh, we have the opportunity of traveling. Wind comes with me lots of times. And um, there's, uh, I'm not, depending on which one he puts up on now, uh, we'll see. I'll talk about that for a second. Which one are we doing? Oh, yeah, okay, so I was in Brazil uh, when the World Cup was on and that shows that. And then after that, um, Wynn joined me and we were in Greece. And so just have a look at that for a minute. Now comes the part where we're in Greece together, so it's good to have Wynn come with me. Lots of times she comes too. Incidentally, this uh, particular ministry is, runs every year in Greece. And uh, we were just part of it. They have 300 or so people join them. And uh, my microphone working. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you can join this team. You can go to Greece, and you can be distributing Bibles like we were, and uh, be a part of the team. So uh, if you want to think that you know think that might be something you could do in the summer, it's on every year, and you can be a part of that. And I might be there one year. I might not be. But it's something that you would really enjoy to do. Um, Wynne and I have done that uh, two or three different times. Uh, we just happened to be in Europe at that time, and so we work out uh, and schedule in to join them for five or six days a week. And um, it's just great. If you like Greek food, wow, you will really love it. Um, Suvalakis and all of those sort of things. Um, there's another one I'm going to show you, which just will give you an idea of what uh, some of the things we do when we go to a fair. We set up a booth, we're at a fair, and uh, we do ministry all day long in those fairs. So uh, we might be working from 8 o'clock in the morning till 8 o'clock at night, um, you know, 8, 10 days, 12 days sometimes that they run for, and um, it gets you pretty tired, but we have lots of opportunities. So uh, here's, uh, here's somebody interesting to listen to. And I just uh, thought I'd share a little bit with you about what we're doing at the Geelong show. And um, someone asked me, how do you actually share the gospel with other people? Well, uh, one of the ways we do that is with uh, this lie detector. And um, we asked a person, are you a good person? And um, they just simply have to answer yes or no. But it always goes to no. And uh, they ask, well, why is that? How come I'm not a good person? And we say, well, you might be a good person, but what we ask is... How good do you have to be to get to heaven? So if you come over here, I'll show you. We have a, a two-person test, and we do this. And this is based on uh, some of the Ten Commandments. So uh, this one here is to do with uh, lying. 
um, uh, with stealing rather. This one's to do with lying, and uh, there's several other ones there. And then we uh, and then we get them uh, to the point of asking, well, how uh, are you going to get to heaven? And then we share the gospel uh, through this uh, means and show them Jesus Christ, so they can understand who Jesus is. Now, of course, young people come too, and so uh, we give the uh, young people opportunities to make uh, a bracelet, and it ends up looking a little bit like this, and they can wear that on their hand. And this has uh, a leaflet that we give uh, with that, uh, with all the different colours, and shows just uh, what the gospel message is. We also have lots of uh, uh, leaflets that we can give out to young people. Um, we've got a uh, uh, Good News Postal Bible Club where uh, young people and adults too can uh, study uh, the Word of God at home and there's mentors and people to help them. So there's lots of different ways that we use uh, to share the Gospel. So we want you to pray for us, not while, only while we're at the Geelong show, but also uh, at other shows and other ministries that we do. Thank you very much and God bless you. Hello everyone, it's Dave here and I just... Uh... Oh, I'm back on again. Okay. So um, pray for us in our ministry we do in fairs. That's uh, a great ministry and there's so much opportunity. Um, I end up doing about four or five fairs every year. Um, but that's when I wasn't working in a full-time capacity. Once we start doing a full-time capacity, there is something like 150 fairs just in our state. Every little town has their own fair. And so we could go there nearly any weekend. Um, and the fair runs for two or three days and uh, be involved there sharing the gospel. And the idea with the fair is to train people to how they can share the gospel. You might have seen when the slides were going over there that we had teams. We had people that were talking to other people and sharing the gospel with them. And the whole idea is to uh, take believers and train them how to share the gospel with someone else. I'm wondering if you're good at doing that. Are you able to just... Uh, sit next to someone on, on a bus or a train or uh, on an aeroplane as you're travelling and just start opening up, opening up and sharing the gospel with someone. How do you do it? Um, are you scared to death? I am. I'm scared to death. I was just on the plane the other day and I'm like, do I start talking to this person about the Lord? Oh, I'm really tired or do I just lie here, uh, sit here and try and have a little sleep? And I started talking to them about the Lord because God encouraged me to do that. But it's like, you know... I'm just normal like everybody else. Um, Maureen was saying to me, Dave, you know, you've got like, you know, the opportunity, just do it. You know, you, you, don't you ever get, you know, do you ever get scared? I'm like, yeah, my knees knock all the time. When I get up to preach, they're shaking, you know, I'll tell you even now. Um, so I'm not, I'm like everyone else. And yet God allows me to have this opportunity. And we can train ourselves. doesn't matter who you are. You can uh, allow God to work in your life to train you how to share the gospel with someone else. And the whole idea is to help people to learn the gospel. I could tell you all, teach you all right now, okay? Put your hand uh, up. Have a look at your hand, okay? You got a hand. Everyone got a hand? Most of us do. I know someone who doesn't, but he has to figure out how to share the gospel a different way. Maybe he does it with his toes. Um, <clears throat> but... Uh, here you got a thumb, okay, what's that mean? Good, everything's good, right? I like. You know that one, don't you? Facebook people. Okay, like. But you know what? <clears throat> That's good, but you know what? It's not good. It's not good because uh, we've done wrong, okay? That's your next finger. Okay, we've done wrong. You know, teacher says to you, now you've been a naughty boy. You've been a naughty girl. We've done wrong. God says you've done wrong, okay? 
and we've sinned, all right? And uh, there's a punishment for sin, you know, and then you put the third one up and you put them up like this and because um, if you just hold one up, it doesn't look too good. There's a, something very bad about that, okay? But this reminds you um, of a cross and two sinners, okay? There's a punishment for doing wrong and um, in the old days, people used to hang on a cross when they did wrong. But, you know, this person here, he never did wrong. And that's the Lord Jesus. And he hung between two thieves. And Jesus died on the cross to pay for our sin. And then this finger here reminds us of relationships. And, um, you know, we call it the wedding uh, finger or the ring finger. And uh, it reminds us that we can have a relationship with God when we put our faith and our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can be brought back into a relationship with him. And then this little finger over here, it's just little, isn't it? And a lot of times you say, that little finger needs to grow a little bit, doesn't it? And you know, we can grow. We can grow by spending time in the Word of God, by going and fellowshipping with other believers in a church or a home group or something like that, and um, uh, praying and spending time uh, talking to Jesus. So that's just a little hand that will help you to be able to share the gospel with someone else. So you can do that. At any time. You don't have to hold all your fingers up. You just go, okay, this one, right. I'm going to talk about... And you can share the gospel with them. And you can remember that. So hopefully I've helped to teach you something this morning. The man from Teach and Tell. Now your job is to tell. All right. We want to look in God's word this morning. So um, you can turn with me to Luke chapter 15. And um, when we're doing the offering, you might have seen some paintings coming up there on the uh, screen. Now, I didn't paint them, though I do paint pictures. Mine aren't as good as, this, uh, as those paintings. Um, they were painted by an Australian uh, guy called Linton Allen, and it's out of a book. He's given me the permission to use those uh, in uh, my ministry. And uh, we used them one time uh, at one of our fairs, and we had them on great big canvases about this big all around, and people came and looked at them, and they got the whole story um, about the prodigal who had run away from his family, and then he'd come back home to his father. And that uh, was uh, all written uh, from an Australian point of view uh, of a rancher out uh, in the middle of Australia whose uh, son had run away to the Gold Coast, which is a kind of holiday resort place, um, and he'd uh, finally gone back home to be with his family. And uh, the older brother, you might have noticed, um, was, had great uh, disdain for his younger son. And I want us to think this morning, just for a few minutes, about these two sons. And so I've entitled this message, Two Lost Sons. You might recall in Luke chapter 15, the Lord Jesus tells three stories. And these three stories about something or someone who is lost. And so we have these... First of all, we have the lost sheep, and uh, the sheep was lost. Then we have the lost coin, and then we have two lost sons. And uh, a lot of people uh, think about this story as a story of the prodigal son, and uh, that's all. They don't think very much about the other son. And yet, um, if you were to look in Luke chapter 15, verse 11, uh, when Jesus starts to, to mention uh, the, this story, he says, and, and a certain man had two sons. And so there's two sons there, and um, 
a lot of times we think of, well, the younger son, he was bad. He went away from home. He took all the dad's, uh, his dad's money and off he went and spent it all. So he was the bad son and then we had a good son. The good son stayed at home and he did work on the farm and he was a good son. And of course, the good son in the story is like, well, good people go to heaven and bad people don't. And we think about that and a lot of times we get a very wrong theology from this story because that's not what Jesus was saying uh, to his hearers. If you look uh, at the beginning of chapter, chapter 15, you'll see it speaks there that Jesus has uh, two different crowds of people. The publicans and the sinners are there. The Pharisees and the scribes are there in verse 2. And um, Jesus has got these two audiences. And um, Jesus is telling the story about two sons and both of the sons are lost. Both of the sons are lost. And um, he starts off talking about these two sons. And um, where we see these two groups and these two groups are a group of people who are quote-unquote are bad. The tax collectors, the sinners, they're the bad people. And then there's the religious leaders, the Pharisees and the scribes. They're the good people. And which ones are going to heaven? You see, if you start to try and think like that, you go, wonder, you know, does it mean every religious person is going to go to heaven and every uh, sinner or tax collector is going to go to hell? Well, Jesus uh, had the opportunity of seeing two tax collectors come to know him. Matthew was a tax collector and he wrote the book of Matthew. There was Zacchaeus who was a tax collector and he came to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so tax collectors can go to heaven. If you're a tax collector, you can um, <clears throat> go to heaven. Um, so that would be great if you come to know the Lord Jesus. Um, but Jesus didn't see the people like that, did he? Jesus uh, saw people as being lost sheep who needed a shepherd. And uh, Jesus wanted to minister to all of them. And you remember he called the tax collectors, um, uh, sorry, he called rather the, uh, the religious people, he called them whitewashed tombs. I wonder if you'd ever be like to be called a whitewashed tomb and inside as dead men's bones. You see, Jesus could see into people's hearts and he knew what was in that person's heart. What's your heart like today? What's my heart like today? Is my heart clean or is my heart looks good on the outside, but on the inside there's sin and there's darkness um, and like, as Jesus said, dead men's bones. But when we think about these um, lost sons, um, we think about uh, looking for something, looking for something. You see, the, um, the, in the first uh, story of the lost sheep, the shepherd goes out looking for the lost sheep. There's a search for the lost uh, sheep. Um, and, uh, of course, when the sheep is found, there's much rejoicing. And uh, the, uh, the shepherd is happy because the sheep has been found. In the second story, the coin is lost and the woman goes out looking for the coin. And when she finds the coin, there's much celebration over the coin that has been found. And now the third story is told by Jesus about the son who goes away. And the son goes away 
And naturally, all of them will be thinking, well, they're going to find the son. The son's going to be found and the son's going to be brought back. But there's no search for the son. No one goes out looking for the son. And for for the Jewish people, they don't understand that. You see, in the Jewish culture, when you look into it, you find out that the older son, the older brother, it's his responsibility to go and look for the son who's gone away. Just like in a playground today, your older brother sticks up for you. Now, I've got an older brother and I've also got a younger brother. And I can remember my older brother sticking up for me a lot of times at school. And that was really good. And I can also remember times when I had to stick up for my younger brother at school. And that's kind of how our culture is. And we do that. And there in that Jewish culture, that was expected of the older son. He was expected to not only look after the son, the brother, not only go and look for the brother, but spend some of his inheritance. Now, remember, he got double inheritance because he's the firstborn. He gets double inheritance and he gets twice as much as what the younger son would have got. Now, he could have all that. He had so much resources and he could go and it was his duty to go and look for his brother. But he never did. You see, he didn't really care about his brother. And in fact, uh, you know that he didn't even care about his dad. Um, As you can see later on in the discourse, uh, the way he spoke to his father after the son came home. And uh, so he didn't attempt any kind of rescue or anything like that. And he was also uh, caused shame to the father. Now, the son that went away caused shame to the father, but the older son caused shame to the father too because he was not willing uh, to go into the celebration when when the son came home, when his brother came home. And he disagreed publicly with his father's decision to have a party, um, to celebrate that the son had come back. He wouldn't go in. Because he wouldn't go in to that uh, celebration, um, the father was forced to go out to him. And um, in verse 29, if you have a look, um, it says there, And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve, uh, serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time, Uh, thy commandment, and yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. He says, in the language there, if you look back in the original language, it's basically he's like saying, where he says, lo, these many years I served you. He's like saying, hey, you, you know what? I served you. That's the way he was speaking. I served you for all this time. And he was very disrespectful to his dad in the way he spoke to him. And um, he listed all the good things that he'd done. Um, and, uh, but it wasn't something he did in joy. He did it in a way of servitude. And he was just like uh, the younger son. He was wanting all these things. Like the, the younger son, when he went off, he wanted those things as well. And he said to his dad, hey, you never gave these things to me. You know, you never killed the fatted calf for me and so forth. So it's interesting to think about the younger son as being the bad one. And he learnt he the error of his ways. And he returned back to the father. And he wanted to have, he longed for the relationship 
with the Father. I wonder this morning, do you have a relationship with your Father, your Heavenly Father? Do you have a relationship with Him? Have you strayed away from Him? What is your life like inside? Is it like, is your heart like those Pharisees uh, this morning? You see, the Father came uh, and gave his best robe to the Son, and he gave him his ring, showing that he was accepted into the family. And that ring was like a seal, a seal. Do you know, the Bible tells us when we put our faith and trust in, uh, in the Lord Jesus, God's Holy Spirit is like a seal that comes. He comes and lives in our hearts. And we have that seal that to say we have a relationship with God. No one can take that away from us. We're accepted into his family. And you know, that's a wonderful thing when we are accepted into the family of God. And um, I wonder this morning, are you like the Pharisees, the scribes, saying, I'm good enough, I'm great, I do all these great things, I never go off and do all those bad things. You never catch me going off you know, uh, to this place or that place or doing this kind of thing, or associating with those kind of people. I'm a good person, and I'm going to just go to heaven because I'm so good. Or if I was to sit here this morning and say, what about you? Have you ever told a lie? Have you ever stolen something, just taken something that didn't belong to you? We all have, haven't we? You know, have you ever thought bad thoughts about a person? Have you ever been angry? Have you ever cursed them? Or God and blasphemed his name? So many people write on Facebook, OMG, what does that mean? Oh my God. But they're not saying, oh my God, what a beautiful day you've created. Oh my God, how beautiful it was as we came this morning and we saw all that scenery. But they say, oh my God, because they've just kicked their toe or something bad happened to them. They're putting God's name in the gutter with all those other four-letter words and so forth. And you know what? We're so often guilty of that. I work on a building site so often and I hear the other builders saying different words and so that it's all going in. And then one day I hit my finger with a hammer and I go... And do you know what my mind is saying? It's saying those bad words I've heard. Is God, can God read my mind? I never uttered one of them. But all those words go through my mind and I think, you know what, I shouldn't be associating with these guys because I'm learning stuff from them that I shouldn't be. Have you ever thought like that? I know over here in uh, America, more than Australia, we have Christian swear words, don't we? We go, oh, shoot, instead of the word that sounds just like it, um, and so on. And uh, is that bad? I think it is. I hate to tell you folks that. <laughs> I don't like to criticise my American cousins. But you know what? We, we sometimes have Christian swear words, don't we? We should cut that out. And there's so on and so on we can go. But I want to ask you this morning, how is your heart? How is your relationship with the Father? That relationship comes through knowing the older brother. We have an older brother who looks out for us. That older brother came to rescue us. And that's the Lord Jesus. He's our brother as well as our saviour. And he come, as it were, and stood up for us in the playground and said, you know what, I'm, uh, I'm looking after this person. 
And Mr. Devil, you can't take him. You can't take him because, or her, she belongs to me. I paid the price. I died on the cross for that person. Have you put your trust in him? Because that older brother that Jesus spoke about, he was talking about what he does. And the real part of this story is the older brother did go out and search that was lost. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And he has come so that we can be found, that we can be brought back to have that relationship with him. You know what the Bible tells us, and the Lord tells us this in John. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one can come to the Father. No one can have a relationship with God. No one can be brought back to the Father except through me. And Jesus is that older brother who's come. He's done the right thing and he has found us like the sheep that was lost, like the woman that was looking for that precious coin. We've been found. Have you been found this morning? I hope you have. We're going to pray and then I'll be handing back to whoever's been running. I think we're going to sing another song or something like that. Let's pray together. Father God, we just thank you so much for your word and what it teaches us. Lord, as we think about uh, this, uh, this story, Lord, we, we realize that we go astray, that we're lost. And Lord, we thank you for the Lord Jesus who's come to rescue us. For those this morning who maybe have been feeling in their heart, you know what, I really need to get and have a better relationship with God. Maybe I've been away like that younger son and I've done obvious things that just show and other people realize I'm away from God. Or maybe I'm like the older son. I'm doing all the things that seem right. It looks like I'm the good person. But deep down inside, I'm just as far away as that prodigal was. And I need to have a right relationship. I need to come in and celebrate with the other people who want to celebrate the Lord Jesus. So, Father, I ask that you would continue to speak with us, speak in our hearts. And, Lord, may we do what you've been speaking to us about. May we obey your voice. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want uh, to do anything, uh, you feel God has been speaking to you, please come and speak to me afterwards or the pastor. will be out there and uh, we'll be glad to speak with you. Um, or even come and, uh, and get in contact with Alan or uh, Maureen. I've known them for many years. Uh, I met them in England years ago. Uh, I think something like 20 years ago, I don't know, um, a long time ago. So uh, uh, they would uh, be able to pass on my address and things like that so you can be in touch. Thank you and God bless you. Would you remain standing for the benediction? And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which you are called to in one body. And be thankful. Go in peace.